day 82. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. Second Samuel 9. Yep. I hate it because, man, it's going <laughs> to... The things will, will will change here, but let's just get to it. Second Samuel nine first. Yeah. Uh, we come to the text, and life is good for Israel. Right. Um. In Second Samuel eight, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we see that um part of the the role of the king in Israel, bro, was to rule with justice and righteousness. Right. The text is going to say that David was fulfilling all of these roles that God had established and laid out for his king, and we see here, right. You know, David's in his prime. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his thing. And in the midst of all his success, he does something surprising. Yeah. He looks for someone from the house of Saul. Look at this. To show, hear this, Hesed to. Mm. Right? He looks to show Hesed uh, to one of Saul's sons. And What's that? Yeah. Hesed yeah. is the word that is used in Genesis, or not Genesis, uh, Exodus 34. Yeah. When God, when the people of, of God have made this golden calf, right. and Moses is like, reveal your glory to me. And God says, you know, I'm gracious and compassionate. Uh, um, 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 I have this loving kindness and faithfulness. And he uses this word, has said. Yeah. And it's used for God all throughout the Old Testament to right. describe his character. It's this faithful love and kindness, right. covenant loyalty. Yeah. All of these words and concepts describe this one word. But it's specifically used of God in the Old Testament. Right. And um, what David does as God's king, it shows it to Saul's son. What's interesting, though, is that he made a covenant with Saul. Right. And he made a covenant with Jonathan. Yeah. And so this covenantal loyalty and love, he has to stay committed to it. Right. In a similar fashion that God does to us. Right. In our relationship with him. Yeah. And again, man, uh, the story is just so great. One of the things that I love is Mephibosheth, yeah, who's, lame. <laughs> yeah, lame. Um, yeah. can't walk Yeah, he has this humble heart the same one that you see in Ruth All right, the difference between an entitled heart is this when things go wrong an entitled heart says why me mm. a humble heart mm. when things go right says why me mm. yo why have you picked me why have you been so kind to me that's what he says yeah. and do you know what David's response was it's not because of you. Mm. It's about your connection to your father, mm. Jonathan. My kindness to you is going to outlive him, mm. right? And and so what you see is this, right? Mm. We started off this book and what we saw was Saul's bad deeds outlive him. Yeah. But David right here is saying, no, no, look, 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 look. My kindness to Jonathan is going to outlive him. That's good. What I love, bro, is how the chapter ends here. I don't know if I'm allegorizing, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> it says this. However, Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. Look, his feet had been injured. One of the things that I love is that, you know, every day Mephibosheth had fellowship with the king. Um and he never walked there on the strength of his own two feet. That's good. He was always carried uh, there. That's good. And I think that's a picture of us when we eat with our king, with our Lord. None of us are ever going to make it to the banquet mm. of the table of God on the strength of our own two feet. Right. 
we're gonna be carried there and shown yeah kindness that's good yeah yeah man it's this meme that came to mind when uh i read this chapter and uh you remember the joint so so david yeah says like basically <clears throat> he restores to him all of his grandfather's fields right and basically anytime i eat you eat right right <laughs> and yeah. you know what i'm talking about <laughs> he said listen fam i ain't asked you if you had money asked if you was hungry <laughs> yeah right yep. this is me you gotta gotta post it on the ig for, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the day yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. post so it on reels <laughs> i ain't asked if you was hungry i, I asked if you had money i asked if you was hungry and the dude showed him mad love. It was Iris and I think Jimmy. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, but that's what it's like here, man. And um, yeah, and this, like you said, bro, this will mark our relationship with the Lord Jesus through and through, uh, right. even into eternity. So yeah. that's that's excellent, man. Um, yeah, chapter ten comes. Yeah, and like we said, David, yeah. he's different, bro. He's about justice. So, yeah. so let me say this: justice and righteousness. I keep saying it was the mark of the king, right? When Isaiah prophesies about the coming king, mm. he's going to use that refrain. He uses it all throughout his book. But he right. uses that refrain to talk about the king right. specifically. So justice should mark the people of God because it marks our king. Right. I'm going to just say that and we're going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. David, chapter 10. Yep. You see that coming come to the fore, right? And yo, like. David tries to do right by them, bro. Try to do right. Try to show them. Kindness, yo. I heard your dad pass. Yo, I heard your pops pass. Man, I'm trying to send folks through, sure. check in on you. They imagine that David's cunning, trying to conquer them. So they're like, man, mm. shave off his guys' beards and send them back. Oh, fam, that is the worst insult. Bro. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I have been with a beard for the past 14 years and counting. Yeah. The reason why I don't go anywhere without a beard or a mustache is because uh, <laughs> my top lip looks super long without a beard. Oh, yo. my you goodness. You know, like Bart Simpson, <laughs> you know how long his top lip is? That's how, so oh my <laughs> it is embarrassing. <laughs> this is the worst insult. David tries to offer them kindness, yeah, man. and they insult his people. So David comes through and does what David does. He said, oh, nah. They they did what? <laughs> I I y'all stay back. <laughs> I'm gonna take care of it. Yeah. Right. And so now the Ammonites, they know it's smoke, right? Yeah. Between them and David. Everybody's like, yo, y'all chill. Y'all just put some black ice, some <laughs> black magic on your beard, fill it in. So, bro, <laughs> this is what they do. They know it's smoke with David. They know David's different. They right. gonna get help. Right. They gonna get extra soldiers. Right. Thirty-three thousand extra right. soldiers from the surrounding nations to form an alliance to help right. them. And this was common in that time, bro. And um, the ancient, the Ammonite king even paid for their services. Like, yo, pay y'all a little bread, bro. <laughs> David, you know we different. So we got we to gotta be right. Right. And it's like a movie, bro. Um, you know, David sends Joab and skilled elite uh, Israelite soldiers, right. the text says. And they, as they head down and make it to their territory, right, they realize, you know, they're surrounded by all these different folks. Um. But what David does, man, as a shepherd, he protects his sheep, mm. right? And you see that David providing this victory, this justice for his people um, when they've been humiliated by those mm. uh, who are around them. And again, man, like he washes them, something serious, right? David and all of Israel, and over 40,000 people died of Texas. Right. And at the end of these chapters, man, like David is flawless, bro. Like, up to this point, he's flawless. Right. Right? He's killing it as a king. He's that guy. 
He's wise. He's faithful to the covenant. He's loving and kind to even his enemies and his enemies' kids. He's a skilled warrior. He's prayerful. Right. Right. Just everything you want in a king. But then, mm. in one of, you know, his darkest moments uh, comes in 2 Samuel 11. You know, it's funny that, um, what was the Denzel quote? <laughs> when you, uh, when you're at the top, Oh, uh, the devil comes for you. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. People's like, ah, but it's like, ah, that's that's. There's some truth in it, right? right. That in the Bible, it is ironic, right? Yeah. When the people of God have some of their highest moments, right? It they're they're just usually juxtaposed with like some of their lowest. Yeah. And and, and something always happens. Some kind of sin. I think Numbers twenty five. You know, Baal of Peor, they start worshiping the idols there. You know, Exodus 32 with the golden cat. Like, just over and over and over yeah. again, you kind of see that. Um, or at least you see a test. <clears throat> and you see in 2 Samuel 11, springtime, cats go to war. And David looks from the rooftop of the palace, sees Bathsheba, who is Uriah's wife, bathing. And she is beautiful, right? And he tells his messengers, this is the king, to get her, right? And... um. I think the text is, is very instructive too, bro, because it doesn't give, uh, you know, it doesn't give any motives or it doesn't, it doesn't give you any uh, perspective of Bathsheba's point of view. Right. And I think it does that because it wants to show how innocent she was in, right. this, in this context. Yep. Right. And she's actually doing a purification, a Jewish purification right. ritual when something dirty is about to be done right. as well. And so we see the abuse of power that my man David has here, oh, man. No. And um, she's purifying herself from uncleanness, bro. Yeah. And he says, get her. Basically, um, it's crazy, too, how it happened because, <laughs> like, she gets pregnant. She conceives. And we know now, yeah. biologically, right. that there's only a small, small window. window, bro, yep. in a month where a woman can get pregnant. Right. So you just see, bro, like, how ironic right. and, uh, yeah, untimely these yeah. things happen. Bro, and this is... Yo, yo, I was over here trying to find the quote and I couldn't, but the the a thought of it uh uh is this, bro. Uh you know, even preceding this time, it says, yo, in the springtime, when the kings go out to war, when they go to war. David stayed back and uh it's been said, yo, nearly all men can stand adversity. Mm. But if you want to test a man's character, give him prosperity and power. Mm. And so thus far, right, David's been a guy who's had to depend on the Lord, fighting Goliath and in wars and on the run mm. and falsely accused. Mm. And we see him thriving in adversity. And then what, and then what we're gonna see now is uh, prosperity and power and peace and how uh, that comes with a different set of temptations and struggles and there's a lot of people that can handle the hard times right like new additions gonna say yeah mm -hmm. sunny days everybody loves them can you stand the rain right mm -hmm. and so they're gonna say yo people can deal with the good times but can you be with me through the bad times and i think the bible helps to flip it on the head and it's like no 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 no, no. people can be faithful in the bad times because you can see life clearly but when things are good do you still maintain that same integrity and commitment? And so we see David do what he did, right? Mm -hmm. And this is not an affair, right? This is no, yeah. assault. Mm. This is an abuse of his power, of his 
position of his privilege to take advantage of a woman hmm. instead of being at war protecting people's wives and Facts. kids. Facts. And then David gets her pregnant, schemes to hide the baby, brings her husband back from war, who is Uriah the Hittite, mm -hmm. who's a foreigner, mm. who's not who's not king, yeah. who's not an Israelite per se, mm. but brings him in and tries to get him to like, yo, just take a break. And what we see is mm. this man, uh, what we see is this man fulfilling uh, the position of uh, integrity that David has abandoned. Yeah. So he sleeps outside of the joint. He's like, nah, man, I can't go and sleep with my wife when all my people are out there. Yeah. Then David gets him drunk, and yeah. we see he's a better man drunk than David was sober. That's good. And then when David finds out that I can't man manipulate, manipulate him, he's like, all right, manslaughter is my only option. Mm -hmm and sends him out into the field and schemes and plans. Yeah. He dies, he brings the wife into the crib and he assumes that he's gotten away with it. And it's amazing that David, like you said, it wasn't just he slept with um, someone who wasn't his wife, he right. slept with another man's wife. Right. And so he leads her into sin as well um, <clears throat> because of his sin, right? It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. But but what was, what's, what's really interesting, man, is that he uses his gifts for the purpose of manipulation, right? Like yeah. he uses, sin can even warp your gifts, bro. right? So he's a military like strategist and genius. Right. And he's like, yo, you know, make sure he's at the front. He tells his men, like, yo, make sure he's at the front so he can die, like that. And he dies, Uriah dies. And Bathsheba, the text says, grieves. Yeah. So now his sin doesn't just have him commit adultery, doesn't just have another man killed, but also, like leads to the grief of an innocent woman. Mm. And we see that, man, like the selfishness, right? Our selfishness and sin, man, yeah. um, can morph into the grief of other people. And we have to be sober, bro. Right. Because this is David. Right. Right. Um, it could be us. Yeah. Right. Like I, I remember this quote that says, uh, man, the best of men are just men and the best. best. Yep. And it's just like at the end of the day, we all have to be sober and humble dependence on the Lord, as yeah. you said, that he would keep us faithful. Right. Because David here, uh, if, if if we didn't expect anybody to do it, it would, right. it would be David. It would be you David. Know, you yep. know what I mean? And so um, yeah. we see how it'll affect him and yeah. his family for generations to come yeah. in the narrative that follows. Yeah. So it's 2 Samuel so, 12. Oh, go ahead. So at the end of that, yeah. David does all this stuff, brings her into the house after she grieves. And it seems like he's getting away with it. Mm. But the last verse of chapter 11 says this, however, the Lord considered what David had done to be evil. Yeah. And so we see is this, look, 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 look. God allowed it, but it didn't mean God approved of it, right? Those two That's are not good. the same. That's God good. allows what word. he does not approve of. But throughout all of this, that little verse just reminds us God's watching. God's going to take care of it. God's not distant. Yeah. God sees it. Mm -hmm. He allows it. He doesn't approve of it. And then chapter 12 comes in. Nathan helps him see, yo, you can always see your sin better when somebody else is wearing it. Mm. 
You always see your sin better when somebody else is wearing it. Mm. So the prophet Nathan comes and tells him this sad story of a man with a bunch of sheep and, um, and, and the fact that he took advantage of this man with one sheep who loved it and cared for it. And David was so hot that mm. somebody would do this good, over sheep yeah. that he said he should die, right? And Nathan said, you, you. It's you. This a mirror. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Right. And it's 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 this, bro. You can always see your sin better when somebody's wearing. And look what he says, bro. Mm. All right. He doesn't just say you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm. The antidote to what David did isn't just shame. Yeah. It was worship and gratitude. Nathan says, yo, God has been good to you. Look at all of the things that God has done for you. Mm -hmm. Look at how gratitude should have filled your heart. But instead, you're out here scheming for more. Mm -hmm. And he shows him, look, 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 at at the heart of what took place was this forgetfulness and this lack of gratitude for what God has done. And, And when those things, right, um, fly out of our heart, uh, we will be appalled by yeah. the grievances that fill in. Man, that's so good, bro. It's so much. <clears throat> I think uh, one of the things that struck stuck out to me was we talked about it a ton, yeah. like with Saul, that nobody is above the, the law of God. Right. And we see that God's prophet is coming to God's king yeah. to indict him right. for his sin. And Deuteronomy 17, right? Deuteronomy, I always got to go back. The law of the king, right? It yeah. always talked about how the, the king was supposed to write his own Bible out and he was supposed to live it, right? right? The text is clear about that. And so he was supposed to um, live in accordance with the law of God. And so what Nathan does is he invokes the covenant curses that were present in Deuteronomy 28 that Moses gave. Right. He uses the same language here against right. God's king. Yeah. So God's king is coming under a curse. I right. wish I had time to talk about the Lord Jesus, <laughs> right. right? So God's king is coming under a curse, fam. And what happens is this. He says, one of the things he says is that um, there will be a loss of family. Mm. So what happens right after this, Bathsheba's son, the one he bore, mm. that uh, uh, the one he bore with Bathsheba initially when he, you know, did what he did, gets sick. Mm. And because of David's sin, the baby eventually dies. Mm. It's wild. Now, um, Chuck Swindoll would say this, that all sins are forgivable, Mm. but not all sins effects are erasable. Mm. So sometimes, man, you're going to see the consequences in this life, right? Like God can still forgive, all that kind of stuff. Now, this is so good what happens, though. You see the grace of God, bro. Yeah. We have to remember where we are. God just told David in 2 Samuel 7 Mm. that your son, bro, is you're going to have a son from your body who's going to reign. And guess what? His rule will never end. Right. So David is sick. This is why right. David is so sick. Yeah. And this is why he prayed and fasted right. when the baby got sick. And like, right. Lord, you just made this promise to right. me. It seems as if, once again, the mm. seed that God had promised mm. was because in of jeopardy. his sin. Because of his sin, bro. Yeah. It seems as if that seed is in jeopardy. Right. right. From Genesis 3, it always seems as if the seed is in jeopardy. Now, what's interesting, David is sick because he knows this. But what the Lord does is he gives him another son. Mm. Right. God is so good. Solomon, mm. right? His name sounds like peace. Yeah. Same Hebrew root. And we see, bro, that God can inflict punishment 
and still keep his promise. Mm. And do you know where else we see this? Mm. At the cross, bro. Yeah. At the cross. Yeah. God punishes the sins of his people. Right. That came before and after Jesus. We forget right. that. We think Jesus died for everybody that came after him, like <laughs> right. all of us. Yeah. Je Jesus died for David, too. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> David right. the Savior. Right? So Jesus died for all the sins of God's people, including David's, bro. Mm. Including his sin with Bathsheba. Yeah. And so we see the justice of God in punishing sin. But God <laughs> always promised to David right. and to every other figure in the Bible that he would send a Messiah to rule. Amen. And so God... In the death and resurrection of Jesus, we see the punishment yeah. and the promise that God made mm. coming together in Christ. And, bro, even when sin is great, yeah. God's redemption, bro, yeah. is always greater. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Father, we pray that you would remind us of that today, um, especially those of us that may find ourselves in a similar position, God, mm. where we um, are living with some of the consequences for sins that we've been forgiven for, God, would you remind us, uh, Lord, that uh, even though we may experience uh, bad or your have, have, have heavy hand right now, God, even though we may experience uh, the scalpel of judgment, would we be reminded, Lord, that um, you're using that to heal and one day all things are and one day all things will be made right father give us the patience to endure give us the confidence to know that you're good lord even as we uh find ourselves living under the weight uh, of so much bad so many things that are wrong we pray you would be with us comfort us guide us 